And welcome back to the Yankee Nation podcast brought to you by New York Sports Nation. My name is Jose and I'm here with Brian and Ryan. And on this very special Labor Day weekend episode, we're just going to do one Monday episode and run through everything. There won't be any Tuesday episode. Uh, Happy Labor Day weekend. I hope everybody has a more enjoyable weekend than well, on the East Coast than last week with the rain. So um, I hope everybody's still safe from that and getting all their stuff um, done and enjoy the day off. Uh, we're just going to go through the weekly news and just, you know, get to some of these games. Uh, Ryan, are you ready? Yeah, I'm good to go. Um, obviously, hope everyone dealt with the uh, storms uh, last week pretty well. Um Good story about John Sterling, by the way. Um, he was yeah. stuck, and the the Yankees' Spanish radio announcer saved him uh, when he was stuck in some water. So good to hear that John is safe. And uh, let's get let's get into the news. Um, there was a real big injury this week because um, the Yankees' best reliever, uh, Jonathan Loisica, went on the IL, the right shoulder strain, which is uh, not what we need. I think anyone know, who watched yesterday's game. Uh, knows how big of an injury that is so um that hopefully he's back in the 10 days that um that he's eligible to come back but um that that's a that's a big injury to deal with um yeah that's that's pretty that's 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 a gut punch right there that's one of the first like gut punch injuries in a while because like you know we could use we could lose position players and like we've dealt with it fine, but this, with this bullpen, we need all, all the help we can get. And we, we can't, you'd be losing the, the top dog like that. Um, yeah. He basically is the situational guy you want in, right? We talked about mm-hmm. this last in last week's podcast. He's the shutdown guy. Regardless of what the inning he's, is, we hope he just comes in and he's the shutdown guy. Unfortunately, yeah. he's not there right now. And yeah, we clearly found out that Haney is not the shutdown guy. <laughs> no, he is not. He is not Andrew Miller. That that's not who you want. That's not who he is. Um. Yeah. Uh. So the next piece of news. Um. G. Urshela did return over the last week. Um. And I believe he. I forget how he hurt his hand, but he got an MRI on it, and he came. He came back, and he, they said it looked good. He, he's day to day, and he actually heard it. I heard he heard it on the throw home to 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 Sanchez right. on the double steal that Shohei Otani ended up sliding in safely last week. Yeah, and uh, and it was that to me makes more sense now because had that throw been to the third base side, Otani's out. Mm-hmm. Um, but it went into mm-hmm. the first base side and it looked kind of funky because it also bounced before it got home. And yeah. that's not that's not Geo. So, yeah, mm-hmm. G- Geo has a cannon at third base so that he would have. Yeah. Would have been a much better throw. Yeah. Um, as we were discussing last week, Glaber Torres is back. There was a little bit of a scare in his last rehab game where he um, he got hit in the hand, which is of course what he injured in the first place. <laughs> and it was the ninth inning, and it was his last at bat before he was coming back. And you know, they said luckily they said he was fine, and he um, he he's been back in the lineup over the weekend. Um, he had a day off on Saturday or whatever, 
but yeah, he's um, been back in the lineup. Yeah, Sorry I mean, for my long pause and sigh, but <laughs> I miss the Yeah, um, you know oh, when, when he when he misses a routine play like that yesterday, it's kind of. Yeah. Where's that clock in your head? Where is that clock in your yeah. head that you've got to fire the ball? So. Um, we will we will get to that later. Um, okay. Luis Severino, uh, he said he said he's he felt good. He th- he's been throwing lately. Felt good, but doesn't know if he's going to get back in time. Um, but he will try. Um, yeah, I, I mean, I don't know if I, I don't know how you can expect anything from him at this point. Um, you just got to hope Kluber, um, as he pitches more, he gets closer to the Kluber that he was earlier in the year. So um, that's all the injury updates that I have um, before I move on to like the two quick things. Uh, yeah, Brian. Okay. So <clears throat> also, uh, you know, on, on that, you've got Clark Schmidt is uh doing well in his in his rehab stuff and coming back right and you also have heel down there who i think they're going to call up this week they, boone said he's going to call up and probably play yeah. one of the games against the blue jays pitch one of the games against the blue jays yeah. so it's not like we don't have pitching that's been good before especially heel um you know hill and and, and being able to make things happen so um <clears throat> I'm, I'm hopeful but oh well you'll see that later we'll get to that later so mm-hmm. Yeah, um, I think like the the obviously the Loisaga is like the biggest one, just because I feel like we haven't had a big scary injury like that since like Aaron Hicks. I'm trying to think back, and like all the other injuries um, were like it was a nagging bruise or COVID maybe like one of the COVID guys. Yeah, yeah, like but you, judge you know, and COVID or. Yeah, but you know that are coming back in like ten to fourteen yeah. days or um, whenever that is. So I feel like Loiza is like one of the bigger injuries in a while. I would probably say when Stan got hurt earlier in the year. Yeah, we thought we were thought maybe oh here we go again. Yeah, and, you know, yeah. Yep. He, he has stayed healthy since, which is yeah. good. See, and Chapman also had a short stint with a left elbow, yeah. right? Mm-hmm. And so, yeah. And so, but his was a short stint. Now, about the time that it happened, everybody was like saying, it's okay, he can stay out for a while, you know, yeah, because he yeah. was just struggling with his pitching and stuff. And of course, now we're back to yeah. hoping and praying his fastballs, he's got confidence in his fastball mm-hmm. when he pitches, but but he did come back after just the 10 day IL. And, yeah. and so, so there's a, you know, let's with glass half full on Lawasaga, I'm, I'm going, you know, Johnny Lasagna, I'm going with you, buddy. 10 days and you're back with us, hopefully. Yeah. Hope. Yeah, hopefully. Yeah. Um, yeah, moving on, I have some like, uh, I have one update about J- Jason Dominguez and then a, a talking point about Andrew Haney that, um, you know, I'm sure everyone loves Andrew Haney right now. <laughs> um, Favorite player on the Yankees. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. The Heen dog. Um, <laughs> so. My Jason Let him pitch Dominguez. against the Red Sox anytime we want. He yeah, can pitch yeah, against right. the Red Sox. Anybody else, we get him out of there. <laughs> My Jason Dominguez update, just quickly. Um, it, he had kind of been struggling getting acclimated to uh, low weight pitching, but um, recently he has been heating up, uh, and he's been hitting like 
I mean, some of the home runs he's hit, it's like on ridiculous pitches as well. It's like, it's like, well, oh, this one's way out of the zone and he golfed it out or whatever. Um, but um, 14 of his last 17 games, he's uh, gotten a hit and um, his average has gone up from uh, 244 to 272. Um, it's hard to like get more into the nitty gritty kind of stats with those minor league players, especially at low A. So, you know, it, it, it's good to see him heating up um, for the end of the year because uh, I think the Yankees have a plan with him uh, and they just wanted him to get acclimated to playing minor league baseball uh, this year. And hopefully he can start making that trip, that, um, that upward trajectory towards, uh, you know, high A and maybe even double A next year. Uh, so he spent is, so much of his early part of his career after signing, just watching him in a batting cage. Yeah. And, and, and now to finally see him in regular games and, and to see him in game situations and stuff, you know, I mean, that's, that's really where he had to get to uh, once he came uh -huh. over. So, yeah, that's good to see. Um, all right. Let's get to my Andrew Heaney uh, point. Um on this podcast, we've talked about like the Clay Holmes trade and the Wendy Peralta trade. And I look how I talk about like peripherals or whatever, and or like, Oh, Clay Holmes, he, he gets a lot of ground balls. Maybe they can find something, change his pitch mix a little bit to find something and make it work, which I mean, it's worked pretty well recently. Um, yeah. And the same with Wendy, Wendy Peralta, where I looked at his, peripherals and like, Oh, he, he gets a lot of swing and miss or whatever. Um, and I think there's reason for hope here. Um, and, and he's been a, pr a pretty, pretty good piece out of the bullpen for the Yankees, not like studs, but you know, the, those are kind of the depth kind of pitchers that you need. But, um, yeah. Yeah. And, and they want Andrew Haney to have a role. <laughs> They're like, okay, we traded for him. We're going to use him. But, um, yeah, I, I mean, there. I saw some some people some some people on Twitter was like, "Oh, he he's just getting unlucky," or I'm like, oh, uh, no. No. No, "No, no, no, no." Like, um, I get that. Like the fielding, independent pitching likes him just because like he he gets like some strikeouts, and I don't think he walk, walks too many guys. But I, I could be wrong on that. Um, I'd have to check the numbers. But you know. You, you, this isn't the point where you could where, of the season where you should be like, oh, look at his peripherals. He could be good. You know, this is where they get. This is the guy. This is the point of the season where results matter. I would, or I would understand it more if it was like April, and we were doing this. But you know, um, you know, Boone that, tried but to even do back then, I, I'd be like, okay, uh, this guy hasn't been good even in Anaheim and you know, the track record is there that he doesn't perform to like his peripherals aren't even that great either. So like, yeah, like, whoa. yeah, this is one of those where, you know, Cashman has to admit defeat and they've got to move on in my mind because he, yeah. he, he was brought on he, clearly when every, when, when the trade happened, everybody was like, what? I mean, the guy had a 5.6 ERA or something like that when we brought him on. Yeah. And so, um, and then maybe it was one of those, well, maybe Matt Blake seals something he can fix. Okay. Well, we got one good start 
and for, you know, and, and a good game pitched against the Red Sox. Everything else has been just waiting for the balloon to go up, and him for you know for for him to the balloon meaning balls launched to the outfield and beyond. And um, mm-hmm. and you know, Boone tried to do that yesterday. Boone tried to sugarcoat it at the beginning of his message, and then he finally got a little better. Um, you know, second and third sentence about about Haney of he's got to you know if he's when he gets the chance he's got to come in and perform. Um, yeah, you know, but but um, don't sugarcoat it and say oh, it was just a victim of soft, you know, soft stuff going. On. No, we were ahead by three runs and we came he came out we were down by one. So mm-hmm. yeah, yeah. <laughs> I, I mean, even even if like. That, that was true for like one or two hits yesterday, but like he's been struggling overall. It's not like he, yeah. it's not like that's like a, an outlier of him. I mean, he's not been good. Um, yeah. You, you can't, <laughs> you can't be throwing him. And I, I get the bullpen was short yesterday, but you can't be throwing him in important games like that um, with how he's been pitching. So, you know, yeah. Ryan, Ryan, one thing, and, and Jose, one of the things that's uh, an impact this year a little more so is September 1st used to be the time where everybody got called up and you had, you had, you know, uh, and the Yankees would have uh, riches, a pot, you know, a whole bucket full of yeah. riches, whether it's bullpen or bench, bench help, runners off the bench, whatever. And what's interesting now is because the, the AAA guys are still playing baseball. They they haven't made those those uh, those large call ups yet, so you know because it used to be the minor leagues would wrap their season up before September first, and then guys would be available for call ups. So I think that's also an impact because otherwise I think we'd see heel up here. We'd see um, you know some of the other guys that are trying to make a name. We get a chance to bring Florial back up and and some of the other guys. Not that not that Florial has a position to play right now, but he's a defensive replacement just like Gordon yeah. would be. So, um, yeah. So it, it, I think that has impacted what's going on right now too for the Yankees because they just had nobody to go to. Yeah, it's it's definitely a lot different with um, the forty man roster in September not being uh, you yeah. know implement. It's it goes up to twenty eight now, but you know, in past years it was there was there was always um, crowd. you here? What? Yeah, I mean, du- crowded dugout and bullpen. Um, but Buck Shawalter used to always rant about September baseball, and you know he said it's a different game <laughs> when yeah. you have forty guys you can use. So um, he he's been argued he's argued in the past that they should have cha- they should change it. Um, yeah, you know, and they, and they did. Um, yeah, I don't know if it's for good for the better or worse. Um, probably for the worse for the Yankees right now because um, you know they are not wanting to burn an option year on Luis Heal. So that's part of the, the reason they haven't, they, they had, they played the games with the COVID stuff and returning him or play, using him as a replacement player um, to avoid using one of his option years. So, I mean, at a certain point, you got to go with the guys who have shown that they can pitch well and Luis Heal hasn't given up a run. So yeah. it's just good to hear that he is potentially being called up this week. So um I hope to see him pitch against Toronto. Yeah. They need it. They need it. Here we go. You know, yeah. we'll get back when we get to the games, but here we are still four games under 500 against the AL East. And, 
and and you know that's that's not good when you've got let's see three six and then about we got seven with the Blue Jays so yeah so about thirteen games left so yeah yeah the whole Heaney thing is weird because they took him as oh he's not starting good let's put him as a high mm-hmm. leverage reliever yeah. which doesn't make sense and then his stuff isn't really reliever type stuff and well he's a fly ball pitcher in yankee stadium so you know not the greatest strategy yeah <laughs> reminds me of uh like when phil hughes was pitching he was a fly ball pitcher <laughs> he made it work. fly balls into everywhere the stands except, yeah everywhere except yankee stadium he made it work yeah it. No. all right can we talk about Derek Jeter now? <laughs> well, I'm gonna I'm gonna actually move past the first bullet of Derek Jeter. Let me go to let me go to the Gene Michael, the Gene Michael <laughs> one first. So 1981, Gene Michael is one of the uh, famous rotating managers through the Yankees, uh, through the Yankees organization and stuff. And apparently George had been on his case like almost since like April or May. And finally, in like August 25th, uh, you know, Gene Michael said, enough's enough. If he's going to keep harping on me or whatever, let him go, but let him get rid of me. Let him fire your fireman stuff. Well, finally, on this date in 1981, it did happen. George, George said in one of the most painful decisions he ever had to make, you know, he had you know, it was time to replace Gene Michael, of course, with such a short amount of time left in the season, right? And it replaced him with Bob Lemon, okay? Now, I'll let you guys look up the record for 1981 and stuff, but the more important point is Gene Michael didn't really leave the organization. And that was one of George's best things he ever did was he would can people from the dugout, but always keep them around. And, and, and so Gene Michael then gets credited as being the architect of the Yankees championship teams in, in the mid to yeah. mid to late nineties and the early two thousands. And he's the architect also who brought along the core five. I'm going to say people always talk about core four, but it was the core five. And because you have to add Bernie Williams into that mix. Yeah, you okay. can. Yeah. Yeah. You can't talk, you can't talk about, you know, um, Jeter and, uh, you know, and and uh, everybody else without talking about Bernie Williams and that crowd, and and so and and you know, of course, Bernie was there a couple of years ahead of these guys, which which kind of is one of the reasons for separating them. But Gene Michael, awesome, awesome uh, evaluator of talent, and uh, yeah. and of course, did a great job. So one of those core five guys is actually getting inducted into the Hall of Fame tomorrow. That being Derek G- mm-hmm. Derek Jeter. Okay. So I decided rather than talk about other history stuff and everything, let's talk about our favorite Derek Jeter moments. Okay. Mm-hmm. Now Ryan has said he has three to 17 of these. So um, <laughs> we'll, we'll uh, yeah. let, I'm going to let Ryan, Jose, with your permission, I'm going to let Ryan bat lead off and okay. he'll go with, he'll go with the first one and then you sprinkle one and I'll sprinkle one. We'll get back to Ryan. Okay. So, so um, I, I have three moments um kind of just kind of just be uh, like i'll list them in order my favorite to worship to like not least favorite but like third favorite um before i say that people say people say that like oh george doesn't deserve any credit for like the the 90s core like because he was suspended or whatever but like you know you, you got to give him credit for hiring gene michael so yes. yeah. you know 
I like, I get the point that like he might've blown it up before it even happened, but um, you, you got to give credit there. Uh, like that's, that's not the usual thing to do when you fire your no. manager, you're usually gone. So, you know, right. good, to, good on him to keep him in the organization. So my, uh, so third favorite moment I will go with um, 2009, the first game of the playoffs, CC Sabathia's first start in the playoffs as a Yankee in the Bronx. He, he has talked about this on RTC two before and his, his podcast. Um, he, he was nervous. Uh, he, he was nervous being that uh, he was young and like, uh, he it's still kind of young, but like he, he hadn't been like, he wasn't the most mature pitcher that he was later in his career. So he was like really nervous and he gave up two runs to start the game and like, Jeter, Jeter went up to him and was like, oh, you, you good? Like, uh, he could tell he was nervous. And he said, uh, he's like, all right, I got you. Uh, and <laughs> for, I think, I don't know if it was first pitch, but the next, the next uh, at bat he had, he hits a two run home run to left. Yeah. But, like he never hits, he never, <laughs> like he never really hit. Oh, like they a, pulled the ball. Yeah. yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> he hit a no doubter to left. And yeah. like, <laughs> So Sabathia said it was one of the most unreal things he's seen because like he went up there with the intention of like okay let's get the crowd back in this and like so CC can settle in and yeah yeah <laughs> yep. that's yeah. awesome um, second favorite the leadoff home wait, run wait, 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 wait 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 we got to sprinkle yours around you yes okay. yeah <laughs> all right all right let's see um, what do you got. Uh, my favorite was I got tickets to the second to last game at Yankee Stadium that he played in. So it was, from what I remember, is that we were pretty high up. But on one of his at-bats, it was like my friends and me, we all ran to like the first level, like kind of right by where the where the batter's box is and where they warm up and stuff. And we got to watch the third at bat, like the whole one until security came and kicked us out. But there was like an <laughs> army of people. So the security kind of just let the people hang out and we all got like pretty close into the level. And it was funny because the Yankee fans that were in the lower level were kind of letting people in because they knew what the moment yeah. was. And then once Derek Jeter, I believe he walked once he walked, everybody kind of moved to first base, but yeah. that was when the security started to be like, "All right, you guys got to go. You took your pictures. Kind of got to get out here." So that would that would be one of my favorites, just because it was it was such a cool experience to be at that game, and like everybody was every time he came up to bat, like the whole stadium was like not like playoff rocking, but it was it was very loud. So that was nice. Okay, awesome. That was a great one. All right, so <clears throat> like, like Ryan, I have a couple, but I'm really just going to hold on to 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 one of them maybe for a little later to see in case okay. Ryan goes with it. <clears throat> the toughness of Derek Jeter is so underrated, associated with everything he does. He he, you know, he he could be having a broken leg and would never leave the game. You know, um, but but the play where he goes diving in to the stands on the third base side after catching the pop up and comes out 
cut, bruised, you know, everything and, and stays in, that to me is the ultimate Jeter moment. There's, there's nothing he wouldn't do during any game to try to win. And so yeah. um, I, I think that was just an amazing, amazing moment. I mean, he's had so many, but, but uh, for me, that was just the one that kind of just epitomized uh, how, how tough he was over the whole career. Yeah. And if anyone thinks he didn't need to dive into the stands, please stop. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I've heard that before. You know, he, he, there's a thing called momentum. Yep. <laughs> so, and you know, that was, that was to save the game basically. Yeah. Would have given the Red Sox the, the lead in uh, yep. extra innings. Yep. Um, so uh, I'll say my next one and we'll, we'll, Brian and I will alternate. Um, uh, lead off home run against the Mets. Um, that was something that Jeter looked to do in games before when he was lead leadoff hitter. He would, yeah, yeah. He would sometimes just jump on the first pitch of the game and hit, hit a home run. So, and he did that. Um, I forget if it was first pitch of the game, but you know, he led off the game with a home run. Uh, World Series clinching game. Yeah. You know, what, what a tone setter, right? Yeah. <laughs> <So>. <laughs> yeah. That's so, awesome. That's a cool yeah. moment. And, and I would have, I would have bookended that with Mr. November, right? The, yeah. The, yeah. The, the home run that as, as the clock turned into November 1st, that would have been a good one to, to go with there. Um, but I'm not going to go with that one. Okay. What I'm, what I'm going to go with is the, um, his last hit. Okay. Yeah. Um, being, being the most memorable game winner, you know, patented, patented line drive to right center. And and, uh, and and it brings in brings in the, the winning run in a in an otherwise non stellar you know uh, oh. ho hum season, but it was the it was the finish the finish for Jeter and it was just a typical typical Jeter hit that you could count on and who else would you want up with the game on the line in the bottom of the ninth inning? So yeah, yeah, I remember I watched that game and the game that I actually went to he was in the same exact situation. And I think he flied out to like, like he tried to do the same exact thing, except he didn't, mm. he got a little under it and he flied out to right. And it was funny yeah. because I remember seeing that and going, damn, I was so close to getting a walk-off game and that would have been awesome. And then I was like, man, if he doesn't do it tomorrow, I'm going to be very yeah. upset because I wish he did it today. And then he did it tomorrow. I was like, all right, it's fine now because yeah. – that one was definitely more important than the second to last game. So it's, it's, <laughs> it's almost like David Robertson knew what was going to happen when he blew yeah. the save that night. Um, yeah. My last moment, or it's more of like a, a, a year thing, but you know, uh, in 2012, Derek Jeter lead, uh, led the league in hits at 38 years old. Um, just, I mean, it just shows um people talk about how like oh he didn't have range he's over it and like no mm. um he's basically he basically has he did what xander bogarts is doing for like what 15 years basically yeah yeah, yeah. i yeah. mean he's, he did it for 15 yeah. years yeah yeah, yeah. Uh, i mean to do that at 38 mm. years old i mean just shows the hall of fame player that he is and he played 159 games that year at 38 years old. Yeah. 
and you're not getting them out of the lineup. That's how it's <laughs> no. the whole idea, right? I mean, oh. you, you just, you, just, you know, he is, he is, is he played, he played to play and he played to win. And, um, you know, I think one of his favorite interview moments was when he was uh, on a panel after, after uh, I guess he was on a panel with two other guys from the Yankees and stuff. And, and the, uh, the MC goes, well, you, you had to be, you had to be proud of it. I mean, you made it to the World Series and, and you know, you've had, you know, you, you did really well. It was a great year. And he goes, no, we, we lost. Yeah. You know, we, we lost. You, you win or you lose. And we lost. So, no, it wasn't a great year. <laughs> and, you know. All the same. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Awesome. Eric Jeter, man. All right. Do we want to go right into our series, <clears throat> Miss Foils? Yeah, let's go. Yeah, let's do it. Let's go into these lovely series that we just had. Um, jeez, man. First series, uh, the back end half of the. Um, Of the West Coast trip, which did you go to the? You went to the second game, right, Brian? I did. I was there at the second game. Fantastic seats. It was great. It was great to see. They actually um, went off to a lead, but quickly gave it up. Yeah. And kind of the same thing in the first game. Yankees jump out to a two nothing lead, and then five runs in the fourth and. Yankees lose seven eight. Um, this is Kluber Heaney comeback this is, game. I don't, I don't know what to make of that. I, well, I, if you notice in the notes, I said they shoehorned Heaney into the yeah. game. Yeah, like they they went into the game knowing that they were going going to use him mm-hmm. instead of like being like okay maybe we use him and if a situation occurs where like we think we could make it through the game without him we we do that which i i think they could have because kluber got through four innings yeah um yeah i just didn't like i i didn't like using haney in that game obviously yeah <laughs> um i oh. Yeah, and I think I think you know. First off, Kluber comes back and he's pitching no hit baseball for the first three innings, right? Mm-hmm. And uh, and and stuff. Mm-hmm. And of course, it was it was short. But but by the way, that extended his no hitter uh, string. Uh, <laughs> you know, because that was the last game he pitched was the no hitter, right? Um, uh, he pitched once against the Blue Jays, and that's when he got hurt. Uh, oh, he after did that, after no hitter. Yeah. Okay, all right. So, yeah. um, <clears throat> but you know. It, Good news is Kluber's back and he's working his way through it. And other than that, that one ugly inning, you know, he, uh, he, he was, you know, he just, they, they figured him out the second or third time through the order. And I, I got to tell you, I got to tell you, Joe Madden is one of my favorite managers. Um, he certainly knows how to use guys and stuff. Um, knows how to relate. And of course, when we get to game two, we'll talk about how he totally outmanaged, uh, outmanaged Mr. Boo. So. Yeah. Um, yeah, it was a tough loss because, like, you know, even after all that, the Yankees tied the game. And yeah. then, yeah. Um, and then in the, in the eighth inning, Clay Holmes nearly gets out of it and 
you know, Juan Lagares of all people beats us. Yeah. <laughs> so, you know. Yeah. So, um, yeah. Speaking yeah. of former Mets, right? So. Yeah. All right. <laughs> and then Stanton's homer in the seventh, and you're thinking that's that's when the yeah you know the shift happens and the comeback yeah. is real, but it kind of doesn't get finished. I don't. I think. I don't know if we're going to get to this later, but the idea of like, I feel like the Yankees have flipped back to how they were playing before the, before last month, where like last month they were kind of rolling. They had the 13 game win streak, but even before the 13 game win streak, they were playing really well. I feel like this brought me all the, all the way back to when they were 500. And it was like yep. a struggle, and we we thought we were gonna be buyers. At, I mean, sellers at the trade deadline. Like for some reason, they're playing that same brand yeah. of baseball, and that continued, except for two wins in this week. They go two of four in like a crucial time as well, when they're yeah, like they're pretty much out of the division race, and they're just fighting for a wild card spot, and they're not playing well and then they do the whole tigers thing with the orioles but we're gonna get to all that well and game two was game two against the angels was just a classic reproduction of that early part of the season as you said jose yeah five to five five double plays yeah yeah that was and and you know, I, I say two of them were hard hit balls that were just you know it was just right at somebody, unfortunately. But the others, I mean, it's just. And then you have Joe Madden pulling off two double steals in the yeah. same game, not one, two. And of course, you have you know in the game you have uh, Odor playing third base because uh, uh, you know in in. Yeah. Oh, yeah. He was because Gio was at short. Okay. They had G. This was a game they had Gio at shortstop and stuff, which again, okay, give Velasquez his rest. But you know what? Let, let him. There. Why are you resting? I, 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 I'm so frustrated with the whole resting players type situation that's coming back again to bite us. But, but you have Odor who doesn't even get over to third base on the first double steal, and Sanchez has nowhere to throw the ball. And he had a clear lane to throw it, which is nobody to throw it to. Yeah. And then the second one, the second double steal is where Shohei, and I will tell you, it was Shohei Otano pillow day. So everybody was there for for, for collecting the freebie and, and doing everything. But, you know, he hadn't had a chance to really spark the crowd the whole game, basically, except for then he proves that he can steal home. And, uh, and of course, that's where we lose Geo on the throw um, to the to the I.L., and uh, and stuff, but a double steal again executed perfectly, and uh, and they 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 ran the Yankees out of the game, and it also was a situation where the Yankees chose not to run, and yeah. and they had the opportunity to run, which might have gotten them out of a couple of those double plays, but yeah. but uh, you know Boone sitting there to dugout, oh yeah, okay, okay, oh yeah, okay, and they, you know always pulling a guy before it's when it's too late, not pulling a guy before it's time. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and it just – it's weird because for a while, I feel like we got used to 
the Yankees were running and they were playing fast and they always had a pitcher ready for in case something happened. And now they're like, we're just going to script everything. If you get in trouble, maybe we'll get someone up. Uh, no one runs and everybody takes rest days. So mm-hmm. I I don't like it, mainly because I got used to the Yankees playing good baseball and now they're back to not playing good baseball. But yeah. it's just like, why? All right. I, I got some statistics on like ground, like relating to double plays. Um, yeah. If you if you guys look at my Twitter feed, it's a good, I retweeted a good tweet by Dylan Barnhart. Um, but grounders have an OPS of 437 fly balls, 950 OPS line drives, a 1.558 OPS. And Hey, even bunting has a higher OPS than ground balls. The Yankees <laughs> have hit too many ground balls this year. I mean, yes. that's, that's, that's the problem. <laughs> that's yeah. like the, that's what has led to all these double plays. And, you know, when you don't have the fastest team out there, I know it's not as yeah. bad as it used to be. Um, it's just what happens. <laughs> yeah. Um, and then uh, that that's. Yeah, you know, it's crazy. Ele- elevate <laughs> the ball, please. Yes. <laughs> I've been saying it all year in my head. <laughs> like, please don't anything but a ground ball. Like, there's so many situations I've been just beat into, like, expecting a double play, and I'm like, anything but a ground ball here, <laughs> please. So, yeah, so here's so here's a question for you, Ryan. Okay, have, have the Yankees turned Joey Gallo into a ground ball hitter <laughs> for some reason? Because, I mean – there's a guy who, you know, when he launches the ball, his OPS is exactly what you expect it to be. It's going to be a home run, a double off the wall, or, you know, but when he hits the ground ball, it's a double play. And he never, he never was. I mean, he had no reputation as being a double play guy until he came to the Yankees. Yeah. And, he had, he had nine in his career and three in the past week. Uh, yeah. Going back yeah. to the Oakland series. Yeah. Yeah. Now Stanton, unfortunately, when Stanton hits a grounder, it's at 112 miles an hour, yeah. and so that's an easy that's an easy DP. That's a double play for anyone yeah. if they hit that hard. <laughs> yeah. So yeah, but but yeah, I mean, that. are they are they messing around with Joey Gallo, or or is Joey just pressing way too much? And so um, the the thing with Joey um, Joey Gallo is. I think that th- I think it is an adjustment for for him being in this type of lineup because I think he's probably getting more pitches to hit. I think he needs to be more aggressive because they were yeah. all just pitching around him and uh, there was no one else even remotely as dangerous as he was in in Texas. So I, I th- I'd like to see him get more aggressive and jump on some pitches. Um, I know he, he I know he, I know he likes to work walks and you know I yeah. like that too. But you know we're, we're, we traded for you to hit home runs. So. Yeah. Yeah. And he does, he does let the first one or two pitches go by every time. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I, I did want to talk about the Tyone, like leaving Tyone in, in too long because um, it, it was an interesting debate because like the thing that they did, like the, what, what Boone did is he guaranteed that Otani wouldn't swing the bat, yeah. but he also like just, left Tyone in too long, which like, I, I couldn't kind of see what he was, was going for. Like I get not wanting to see 
Otani swing the bat at all or have a chance to swing that swing the bat do damage against Joely. But on the other hand, last time Otani faced Joely, he looked like a fool. So right. Um, I, I'm generally in favor of going to the bullpen earlier than you should rather than trying to steal outs so yeah <laughs> so yeah yeah and that was when walsh launched one right yeah. so and uh and yeah it's, yeah like i said he, you know he was he, he's he's stepping out of the dugout too late these days yeah yeah, yeah. and it just uh, it's just weird because it just feels like he was on the right path and like the Yankees were on the right path and it felt good. And then now we're here and I feel less good about it, but you know, I will say this, there's a ton of Yankee fans out here. Okay. I mean, the Anaheim Anaheim angels ballpark was mini Yankee stadium. There were, there were more let's go Yankee chants and they were loud and they yeah. over they overshouted anything the Angels fans were trying to do. I mean, I'm sitting I'm sitting 13 rows behind the Angels dugout, and I'm in a row that has more Yankee fans than Angel fans. And uh, and I'm going to tell you, whoever that guy is that has the fireman's hat that's painted in the Yankee pinstripes and the Yankee Y, I want that. I really want one of those. Stuff. <laughs> <laughs> it was it was an awesome hat. Uh, I never, never got the guts up to go over to him and say, Hey, that's a really cool hat. You want to give that up? And, but <laughs> how much, how much, <laughs> yeah. how much? I'll, I'll take it. Hands. Yeah. 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 Um, last thing is Yankees try to get it close late and doesn't, I really thought happen. Giancarlo got that, but I thought he hit it out yeah. in that moment. Yeah. But. yeah. Not quite. I think I but, think uh, uh, Sanchez also Sanchez also had one that was launched out the left at, at some time some point in the game. Everybody mm-hmm. stood up, but it, it died. So yeah. yeah. <clears throat> um, last game, uh, Garrett Cole, just Garrett dominant. Cole, yeah, dominant. Fifteen strikeouts, like Garrett Cole might have just won himself a Cy Young. I think. I think I don't know if this was Good. the clincher game, but I think this is as close to a clinching game as it's gonna get. And just his season has been crazy good. And yeah. He he's been dominant and uh Yankees the Yankee bats haven't really been bad. Weren't they weren't bad against the Angels, but they did enough to kind of seal the win. They they got enough where it was a comfortable game with Cole on the mound, and uh, right. you know, I mean, talking Cy Young, it, it, a good if if he has a good September, he should get it. Um, you know, it, it's it's cool to see him get better as the game goes along. So yeah, and he did a great job. I mean, against Shohei that game. Sitting him down yeah. three times. Was it two or three times he struck him out? At least the first two. Mm-hmm. Uh, I don't know when he did the third time through, but uh, <clears throat> yeah, it was. Um, he struck out three times. <laughs> yeah. 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 That's, yeah. Yep. 
So and he was blowing to... fastballs by him too. So yeah. <laughs> that's impressive. Yeah. And of course, Garrett did that with all of his, uh, a lot of his family and friends in the audience and stuff. Yeah. And uh, we learned a little more about the, uh, the, uh, the red pickup truck he drives with, uh, with an old Yankee token coin as his keychain, part of his keychain. Yeah. And uh, it was nice to get a little bit of, a little bit of something other than the robotness that we have with Garrett, you know, Mr. Automatic. It was nice to get a little bit of uh, yeah. insight into his, into who he was in, in that. So, and of course, I guess Judge is also a Southern cowboy. So, mm. um, you know, so it, and we didn't hear much about his homecomings, but I guess that wasn't his first. So, yeah, I'm not mm. sure if Judge is still over 300. Um, he had touched it. No, but he, so. he got over it in this game yeah. when like yeah. they, they overturned a ruling or whatever. Um, let me see. But he, yeah. Right now it says 294. So, yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah, he struggled against the Orioles. Yeah. Mm. But we'll right. get there. Are you ready for the Orioles? I will never, ever, ever yeah. be ready for the fact that the Orioles won a series against the Yankees. <laughs> <laughs> I, and the Yankees were pretty lucky to win the first game too. Yeah. <laughs> and I think that's the thing that I don't know. That's the part that, like the the Yankees could have just gotten swept by the Orioles. Like yeah. they were a Stanton game winning hit away from getting swept by the Orioles, and that's not the best feeling in the world. And this is what I this is what I mean by like this is what the third time the Yankees have done this Tiger series thing where they kind of just go into a series and go oh we're not even we're not going to play against this team cuz we're too good for this team and we're going to go and focus on this 20 and 20 streak that we're starting where we're playing 20 games in 20 days but it would be good to win some of those games and Playing against the Orioles is an easy way to win some of those games. I mean, Giancarlo and DJ did the the heavy lifting this game. Yes, you know, yep. if Giancarlo, if they didn't have on both have unreal games, you know, <laughs> it was funny. Um, DJ's tying hit in the extra innings, it looked nearly identical to that final Derek Jeter hit <laughs> at um, right. Yankee Stadium. I saw someone put a side by side of it. It was oh, cool. really cool. Yeah. yeah. Um. Yeah, I mean, thank God they won the first game at least. Yeah. Um, and it's not like they didn't have the chance to win the other two games. They, yeah. they, they had them. They had them as well, and they just can't hold it. And yeah. but uh, as much as yesterday, well, let's. I guess let's get the game two first before I talk about yesterday. So yeah, yeah. Is there anything else on game one? Stanton is not clutch, as we know. Stanton <laughs> he's, doesn't he's rise like, to the big moments. He's he has been horrible he, in yeah. big moments. <laughs> Do are we all in favor of that? You know, he didn't hit a game tying home run in the seventh against the Angels or a walk off in this game <laughs> yeah. to get the only win uh, against the Orioles, and has consistently been doing stuff. I'm, I'm telling you, I, I, I think I, I got a feeling we're going to be hearing, you know, Yankee of the week coming from Jose for the rest of the season. So, <laughs> and, and yes, 
There is nobody there. No, no, nobody in this household believes Stan is anything other than a clutch and a good player. And, and it's nice to see him playing now too, not yeah. just batting. Yeah. I, I think that's why he's hidden well. Yeah. But I'll get to that later. Um, <laughs> hint, hint, hint. Yeah. Um, game, game three, three, four loss. Oh, no, no. Yeah, yeah, game two. Yeah. Game two. Sorry. <laughs> um, getting what? Were we getting no hit? Yeah. Through not- like seven innings, maybe? Yeah. Right yeah. Um, um, I would say that's another. not the perfect, that's not the best thing. <laughs> it would have been a great moment for Gallo's home run to lead to a win because like that, no one needed yeah. it more than him yeah. in that yeah. moment. And right after that happens, it's drop third strike runner gets on hit walk and Chapman is in a bases loaded, no one out jam. And, he dealt, he dealt with that better than like better than it uh, it could have been much worse but you know that's not what that's not what the goal with Chapman the goal is to have a shutdown inning in that situation the most alarming thing for me with Chapman was watching his fastball only come in at 96 miles an hour because he's trying to guide it over the plate and uh, you know you're losing, you're, you know, 96, you're losing, you're losing six miles per hour on your fastball because you don't believe in it. And, uh, yeah. and that's, that's, that's just a really tough part. But again, Montgomery pitches a, a really, really good game and has zero support, zeros yeah. across the board support. Literally zero, which yeah. is kind of new. Usually there's like hope. Usually there's a hit or two in there. Yeah, yeah, exactly. yeah. <laughs> a couple of double plays follow, happen. but yeah. yeah, yeah, But uh, this is uh, I feel so bad for Monty. Mm. Monty, every yeah. game goes out there and he's been pitching so well, and zero help in almost all of his games. Yeah, I mean, we were saying that about Kluber. I mean, Cole, excuse me, we we're saying that about Cole through much of the early part of the season too, right? He would be pitching a game. Next thing you know, it's one nothing or oh one and yeah. uh, and stuff. But uh yeah but Monty that, like, Yeah. 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 So and but we've been behind Monty all year long and we still love him. He's still one of our best pitchers on the game and, and eventually yeah. he'll start giving him some run support. Playoff number two starter for me right now. Yep. Yes. I agree. Um Three hits against the Baltimore Orioles with three runs. Out so, hit eleven to three. Yeah, that's <laughs> that's not a. I would say that's not a strong. I've had the best win. recipe. <laughs> yeah, no, that's not where you would want to be. Yeah. And uh, the game that happened yesterday, the clincher game. Yankees lose again. I I really don't know what to make of this game because throughout the whole game, I was kind of like, you had the Gary Grand Slam. Gary hits another home run. Like, Gary's killing it. But You're feeling good. Yeah, yeah. Like, I was, I felt like I was feeling good through most of this game. Seventh inning happens and. 
not good anymore. Yeah. All right. So I feel like it was my fault. Okay. <laughs> I, I, I I turned the game on in the seventh <laughs> inning, and 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 so I let, you know because that's when all the all the Haney blowups happen and stuff. Yeah. But help me out here. Why did Kluber go so short? I missed the beginning of this game as well. So yeah. I, I assume yeah. I assume he probably just it was similar similar to last time, maybe. But uh, it maybe. wasn't like it, it wasn't yeah. like he got hurt, right? So yeah, no, feel like that. No. Three three point two, four hits. Okay. Two earned runs, five strikeouts, and three walks. So he threw a lot of pitches then. Yeah, I I think it was more of he's he's trying to build up. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, obviously, this is where you miss Loisica. I mean, I mean mm-hmm. the day he gets hurt and the, the bullpen's shorter. And I don't know if you're forced to use Heaney, but, you know, the, you're you're asking Abreu, who was just called up to go to winnings, basically. Um, the, I, the game turned when Glaber didn't make that routine play. Yep. For the third out, and then it, Mullins hits the home run. After, I think Mullins yep. hit the home run. Yep. I mean, it would have been three runs of three run cushion <clears throat> instead of uh, just one. Um, yeah, I, I mean, he he took full responsibility for that play, and he said, "Hey, that's that's fully on me." And he the reason he took it took long with the ball is because is because he didn't have a grip and the ball was wet. That's what he said, um, but you know, for, you know, that's just a play you have to make. Um, it's not like he was deep at short. It's yeah. not like he was even deep on the gra- on the on, on the dirt. No, no, he was actually closer to the infield grass than anything else. He just mm-hmm. delayed. And I think, um, yeah. I think that's more of a coming back from the IL thing. Like I think he'll figure that out. He just needs to get back in the rhythm of playing. And I think that's the thing with. Glaber is that he's not the best defensive shortstop, but when he gets into a rhythm, he's average. And you'll take him being okay and making all the routine plays. And we just have to wait till he gets to that and hopefully it comes soon. Um kind of relate kind of this is this is, will be a big topic in the off season but you know i'm kind of just i'm i'm ready to move him off shortstop after this year <laughs> and you know you're not alone and and you know i mean i think i think one of the things that we're seeing over the last you know I, I will say the Orioles series i didn't even see it that much in the angel series but in the Orioles series there was no fire there was just it was it was like they were all kind of robots and stuff, and there was no, you know, you don't have a you don't have Odor, uh, you know, moments where he's up and rallying in the dugout. You don't have, you know, the energy on the field that you normally see, uh, and stuff out of out of guys and stuff, and and that's where you know you're missing Geo, you're missing I'm I'm going to say you're missing Velasquez, you know, and um, you're having we we've gone we've gone back to because we have the the football lineup out there we've gone back to station station to station play instead of putting the press on and uh, and 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 putting pressure on the defense so it's i hope we get away from that i hope the blue jays are gonna hopefully the blue jays are gonna wake us up 
but uh, you know, it's it's um, you you can't sleepwalk your way through three games against yeah. the Orioles like that and expect to do anything. Um, relating to like the no fire thing, or like the team just isn't like acting the way that the same way that they did during the streak. Um, something I noticed that is that rarely ever happens. There was a mound visit in the seventh with Heaney and Odor wasn't on the mound. Yeah. <laughs> like, right. And he was in the game. So like, <laughs> I was like, what's going on here? It's like, Oh, Odor, Ruggie's like, Oh, there's no save in this. Or whatever. Yeah. Yeah. And like, you know, that's, I feel bad for, I feel bad for the guy. I know he's like, I feel bad for Heaney. You know, I know he doesn't want to do that. Do bad like that, but you know, yeah. It's got to be a tough situation. So, oh, yeah. Yeah. It's. <clears throat> oh, here we are. Four games under 500 against the AL East with a lot of AL yeah. East games left against the Blue Jays, the Orioles, and then the final three with the Rays. Um, the good news the is. Oh, yeah. We spelled three with the Red Sox. Okay. So, I, the good I, news I, is. Yeah. Good news is we're, we're still only seven and a half behind the Rays. Uh, bad, bad news bad news is when they were in the middle of the hot streak we were at 1.4 games behind the race yeah. <laughs> yeah yeah uh what's the what's the record against the orioles this year it's like the, they have they have like 20 percent of their wins against the yankees i, I heard it's like <laughs> they have six they, they have beaten the yankees six times this year yeah and and that is the most they've they've beaten any team um, and, you know, for, for the longest Now, granted, they play 19 games, right? Um, but I think there is, I think with the Orioles, there's only three left. So are we 10 and six? No, Next week, 10 yep. and six? Yeah. So are we 10 and six with them or, or something like nine and six with them or something? It's yeah. crazy. And if you look at the Rays and, you know, this is just how, yep. it, how the division is separated now. Um, they were 18 and one against the Orioles this year. Yep. <laughs> yeah, and that's the and, and the the games against the division are going to be the difference in how the standings go, and uh, you know and oh by the way the uh, Blue Jays are one of the hottest teams in baseball right now coming in after sweeping the Athletics. Yeah, so, yeah. yeah, and they're young and they're excited, and by the way they had the Yankees number early in the season. So, am I excited about these games? I hope the Yankees really perform. Am I worried about these games? You betcha. Yeah, I'm I'm very much worried for by the time that we're recording next week, I four games against the Blue Jays is gonna be interesting. I am I feel good that we're not facing Robbie Ray, who is their best pitcher. Mm. Which is a good thing. I think it's yeah, Ryu yeah. tonight, who is is good still good still a good pitcher. Um Tyone and Cole can set the tone for this series yeah. this week. Uh, that those the first two games are going to be huge. Um, one o'clock start today as well. Too. So Ooh. looking forward to watching that soon. Yep, for this Labor Day episode, holiday. Yeah, yeah, this episode will be out before then probably. And Tyone, Tyone is hopefully uh, going to be the Tyone of July. Um, yeah. But, but he's he's struggled a little bit in these last couple, last two or three starts. He's uh, his ERA is back ballooning again a little bit. But mm-hmm. um, well, we'll see what happens. But he'll he'll coming in would be good. Um, and then then we've got the uh, you know the, the Mets who 
had an explosion in the ninth inning yesterday against the Nationals. They're they're one of the hotter teams in baseball too. Yep. Um, Ever since they started giving their fans the finger. <laughs> yeah. yeah. What the heck is going on over there? <laughs> um. Uh, unrelated to kind of baseball, but like you know, Saturday is um also th- there should be a good that that should be an emotional moment on Saturday when yeah. uh, twenty years after nine eleven. Yeah. That, that should be a, that should be a it should be a, a moment to see. Um, looking forward to seeing what they do. Um, you mm-hmm. know, last thing I have is just hey, it was a bad week. Just it is what it is. Don't let it spiral like you did earlier in the year. Um, yeah. and guys are capable of not letting it spiral. So hopefully they hopefully they don't let it happen. Yeah, and that's. <clears throat> That's the thing that was happening early in their season. They would get a little hot, forget about a team, and then it would just keep going downhill. And so yeah. let's not let that happen. I'm going to put a question out there. Does Judge rest one of these games this week? Probably, Probably. but he shouldn't. He, he looked tired yesterday. Yeah. 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 I, could see, I could see him resting today. Yeah. Um, I could see them go like the monster lineup with Gardner and center. Like you get maybe, Gallo and Stanton out there. Maybe he sits, he sits a Mets game because I do think the Yankees are putting emphasis on this Blue Jays series. Kind of hope so. I would, I would hope so. Yeah. Maybe he sits the first Mets game so that he's healthy for the September 11th game. Could be interesting to see. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Right. Yankees of the week. Um, as Brian hinted at earlier, I am now on a crusade to get Stanton as my Yankee of the week every week. Uh, this is now my goal. So Stanton, don't let me down. Uh, only batting 250 in the last seven games, but two home runs, six RBIs, only one walk with eight strikeouts and seven hits. So, and one amazing play in the outfield yesterday. And one amazing play in the outfield. Yeah. Like that. I think Stanton's hitting so well now. What he's, he's, his batting average in the last 30 games is 309. So, He's hidden well with 10 home 10 home runs and 27 RBIs. And yep. what? 34 hits to 27 strikeouts. I'll take that. That's that's not what we would have expected out of Stanton from the first half of the season. If that this would be the end of his season. And I think I solely believe it's because he's playing the outfield and that that's mm. given him energy and has excited him so that when he's up to bat, he's like involved in the game. Because as you know, when players are often involved in the game, they maybe don't play so well. And I think that's typical in most sports. When a receiver doesn't get thrown the ball when they're open, they're visibly frustrated because they had the opportunity and they're not involved. It's the same with Stanton being a DH and now playing the outfield. Yeah. 
It's almost like he was a good outfielder for nine years. Um, it's, yeah. it's, almost like <laughs> it's almost like he won an MVP in, in Miami. Um, yeah. So, would, uh, yeah. <laughs> so, He's not clutch either. Yeah, <laughs> not clutch. You know, in all seriousness, he's been he's been the most clutch hitter on the team this year. Oh, yeah. If you look at numbers wise, um, yep. This this week, I'm gonna go with Garrett Cole. Um, you know, just a dominant performance. Uh, fun to see yep. him get better as the game went along, and you know, yep. that was the comfortable win of the week, the one comfortable win we had this week. So. It was needed. His, his win was needed. I mean, there when the ACA or staff needs to come in and rescue the team from a spiral, that's exactly what happened. So, yeah, you know, they were down, they had, they had lost four in a row at that point. And uh, yeah. You know, so I agree with that. All right. <clears throat> so uh, I struggled with coming up with a Yankee of the week because, and, and I was really struggling because I was, I was, not seeing other than Stan any position players that really were doing anything. But then, you know, I was enlightened by uh, Jose and Ryan that Sanchez had a pretty good time too, had a pretty good week. So, um, <clears throat> and of course he showed that yesterday by launching those two, two rockets. Um, and, and, and so I, I'm going with Sanchez and then, and I think this is the first time ever in, in, uh, in our podcast history for the season that I've used Sanchez as either a hopeful or a Yankee of the week. So um, not normally, not normally a guy that I would, I would lean on and stuff, but he's, he's looking good. So I got to go with Sanchez. So. Hopefully he gets hot like he was earlier. Yeah. yeah. They, they need a big bat right now. Yeah. And judge and Stanton have been playing really well and they've had their, they've gotten hotter and hotter. And if, Gary can join them. That would that would be really good. Putting um, them in the nine hole. Putting them in the nine hole. Um, <clears throat> I think that was his answer yesterday. By the way, you know, you, you're going to bat me last. Okay. <laughs> okay. Yeah. I, I. Yeah. Um. Uh, Yankee hopeful. I feel like Heaney is the easy one, but we've talked about Heaney so much this episode that. Yeah. What are, you hoping for? what are you hoping for with Haiti? Are you hoping that he doesn't get into another game? I'm hoping for DFA. Here's the challenge. He still has to pitch to three batters. <laughs> yeah. Unless it's the last out of the inning. So we got to figure that out. <laughs> um, I'm, I'm, I'm going to go with Gallo. He has one hit in the last seven games, which was a home run. Yeah. And uh, that's nice, but one hit in seven games, I'm not extremely excited about. Somehow he still has an on-base percentage of 300, which is kind of crazy because his batting average is below one. I mean, dot one. So uh, I would like him so to if, figure it out. So if Aaron Rodgers was giving Joey Gallo advice, what would he say? Relax. R E L A X. That's all he's got to do. He's just, you know, he's got to understand he's got, but putting him in the two hole, I found that interesting this week. I actually really want Rizzo back there. I think they were yeah. trying to get Gallup more pitches yeah. to hit, but yeah. hey, if you're going to do that, you got to be more aggressive when swinging. <clears throat> yeah. 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 I, th- I don't think he's in the mindset yet that he's like 
sometimes the third or fourth best batter on this team. Yeah. And I don't think he has that yet. And where he's still approaching ever at bat, like, oh, I need to be the best player on this team. But no, he just needs to be the the fourth best player in the lineup at times. We we saw him over with that. He really wanted to burst onto the scene because because you know he grew up a Yankee fan and he he knows what it's like to yeah. Yep. He knows what this town is like to play in, and he wants to get on the good side with the fans. And I think he's put 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 some pressure on himself. Um, You know, hopefully, hopefully, hopefully he goes on one of those tears he went on earlier in the year. When, when he was in Texas before he was traded um, this week. Uh, Gallo was a, neat, a pretty easy pick for Yankee hopeful. You hope he rebounds. He's um, been good in the past. Uh, hopefully he brings it to New York. And another easy pick is uh, Jameson Tyone, who has had two straight starts where um, he struggled. He has a big start today against the Blue Jays. Um, to try to get the Yankees off the schneid, I guess. So, um a good game from Tyone would be huge because if he has another bat on you, that's three in a row and you kind of hope you're, yeah. you're kind of worrying that after two years off, he's, you know, he, he's getting down. Yeah. So he found something, he found you know, that something be- for the month and then now it's catching up a little bit. Yeah. Plus you haven't got a full season in how long. So, I mean, yeah. that's, that's the whole idea. He's just, he's, you know, he's got to build everything back up. So, but I, I still believe in him. I still think he's got uh, yeah. you know, a great talent and, and, uh, and, and these, these are big games. So let's see how the big players play. So, yeah. All right. Um, <clears throat> I was very hopeful yesterday uh, when I heard that, uh, uh, Hill was uh, could be coming up for one of the games of the of the Blue Jays series, and that could be the third game, right? So you have Tyone, you have you have uh, Cole, and then you have Hill. That's that's a pretty dominant threesome right there. If we can if we can uh, do what we got to do, and they're coming in against a very hot lineup. So um, you know we just need to quiet we need to quiet those Blue Jays down as best we can. So I, I'm going for Hill. I I I thought about you know. Uh, uh, Velasquez as my Yankee hopeful, and then I just hope he gets back into the lineup um, to in, to inject a little uh, some defense and some life and stuff. But but I, I went with heel because uh, we need the pitching right now. Yeah. yeah. All right, uh, that will be the end of this episode of the Yankee Nation podcast. You have something else, Brian? Happy Labor Day, guys. Okay. Enjoy the afternoon game today. Uh, You know, it's uh, it's it's kind of a quieter day out here uh, in in California right now. Uh, The good news is since we've been on the air, the sun is up. So uh, that's a good thing. So, But but guys, enjoy your Labor Day. And 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 uh, Jose, I hope you continue to dry out from from everything you had and all the challenges you had from the rains last week. Yeah, that's been fun. Yeah, so uh, happy Labor Day, and thank you for listening to this episode of Yankee Nation podcast, kind of just a one-off Monday episode. And um, we'll be back next week with our regular Monday and Tuesday episode. Uh, Let's hope the Yankees play a lot better. Uh, Thank you very much.